Hey, what's going on? It's your play-by-play voice, Paul Allen, with analyst Pete Bursich. We just got done with Ben Lieber calling the first preseason game. It was a 24-13 Seattle Seahawks victory. We are at Lumen Field. Ben Lieber also joined us on the call on Fox 9 and your 23-year flagship for Minnesota Vikings football, FM 100.3 KFAM. Before we get the thoughts of the analyst, let's get the thoughts on the loss and some things that developed from Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell and his press conference right after the game. All right, appreciate you guys. Um, you know, good opportunity for our football team. You know, we, we clearly did not play um, a good number of guys. I think the number got up to 17 or 18 of our um, starters, guys that are having great training camps and, and doing a lot of great things. But what I wanted to see was our execution uh, across the board, I thought, in the first half offensively. Uh, Nick Mullins really, you know, really managing the game really well, making some big time decisions, moving within the pocket, checking the ball down at the right times, pushing the ball down the field at the right times. Uh, I thought Ty Chandler jumped out just anytime he had the ball in his hand, very rarely tackled by the first defender um, that was in space, you know, as, you know, catching the ball and then picked up really where he left off as far as uh, his ability when the lights come on to, you know, sometimes turn into a different guy. And, uh, you know, now I want to see it every single day and, and, and really see him be consistent because he's proven, you know, when, when uh, it goes live and it's, it's real football, he's a tough guy to bring to the ground. Uh, getting Jordan and Jalen Rager going with some, some plays there and, and then uh, Nick Muse with a big touchdown catch to close a drive out. You know, Greg Joseph hitting the long field goal. And then defensively, I thought, you know, early on, those guys were winning the line of scrimmage. And um, a lot of the guys that keep showing up every day on the tape in practice did the same tonight. Thought our tackling was solid for the most part. Just got to make sure we're keeping our head out of some of those hits there. But uh, love the willingness and the physicality um, really at all three levels early on. And then the second half, we just uh, got to continue to, you know, coach those guys up. And they may not get a lot of reps, but I just uh, firmly believe maybe it's my own personal experience. I want those guys to feel like, they're getting every opportunity uh, to uh, try to make our team and, and really make an impact uh, for the future. But would have loved to win the game, um, but we got a lot of things to correct, a lot of things to really build upon, um, and, and hopefully have some great joint practices this week and um, you know, welcoming in the Tennessee Titans, which will be a huge week of work for us before Arizona arrives the following week. You mentioned Ty. Did you guys go into tonight thinking this was going to be a, a pretty heavy workload night for him just to get a, a longer look at yeah, him? Yeah, with Kane being down, um, kind of still working through uh, what he's working through. Uh, you know, I really wanted to see Ty and, and see what he can uh, handle as far as all the phases of our offense. And I thought, you know, you know, as the call plays there for him here and there in the first half, I found myself wanting to get him touches, and that's always a good thing. Um, and just. His, you know, his ability to see it in, in live game action, his vision, his burst, you know, his finish, it all showed up. And then, like I said, his ability out of the backfield, either on a screen to even getting four or five on a screen that really wasn't well executed, um, he's making things happen. So when we can clean up our execution around him, um, you can start to project his impact. So really positive night for him. What did you think of how the – you mentioned Mullins a little bit. But what did you think of how the quarterbacks did? Yeah, overall. like I said, I thought Nick played well, uh, really managed it well, and, and what the challenge is for him, and, and really a lot of quarterbacks when they get their opportunities, is not trying to do too much. Um, and I thought he just continued to execute play after play um, and, and, and really made some things right for us. Uh, a lot of, you know, even in some instances, telling some guys, you know, that just recently arrived here what to do, how to line up. 
Um, he had his plate full tonight and handled it really well, um, which is what I expected. Nick's had a great camp um, and continues to grow every single day and, and really gaining the confidence of our team. You know, if something were to happen to, to Kirk, you know, the, the guys have a lot of confidence in Nick. And then Jaron, um, you know, it wasn't the easiest of circumstances out there for him. Um, thought we could have done some things to help him, but what, I, what did flash to me with it was his athleticism. Uh, conflict resolution, there was plenty of it, and, and he was able to kind of, um, you know, at least sometimes not extend plays for big gains, but sack saving plays, getting out, spinning out um, when we missed a couple of protection assignments, and just trying to, you know, the big key there is, and when you're in those situations, can you find a way to not make a bad play worse? And uh, I speak from direct experience on that. So I was proud to see him do that. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to just get the operation a little cleaner with those threes and fours in there. Um, and that's on us as coaches to do. And, and I think we'll see a progression throughout the next two weeks because those guys are going to get a lot of reps. How did Ivan do in the expanded role? Yeah, he keeps flashing. Um, you just see him around the ball a lot. Uh, he got, uh, you know, a lot of green dot work calling the defense, which I know he was looking forward to. Um, and, and all that guy does is continue uh, to do what he's done his whole career, which is make a lot of plays, be around the football, savvy instincts. And then when he sees it, um, he's downhill making plays. And I'm really, really excited about where he's at right now. And now it's the same thing with a lot of the players that are off to really good starts. Can you consistently sustain it through training camp and, and through uh, you know, the joint practice work when, when we're really you know, in a controlled setting? It's, it's for real, and we're trying to truly see where we're at as a football team. What did you think of the, the protection, I guess, specifically for Jaron, but it seemed like Nick was under some pressure early too. What did you think of them? Yeah, they were, uh, you, know, you know, you never quite know how teams are going to go about, um, you know, playing these games. You know, you can watch uh, our opponent tonight play last year in the first preseason game and not see, you know, a whole lot of issues on the tape. And, and then they, you know, come out tonight and there's some edge pressures and some clear, uh, you know, feel to uh, a mindset of how they wanted to play. And, um, I thought we took advantage of it in some moments, and I thought they got us in some others. But um, we continue to want to marry the run and the pass, and a lot of the uh, immediate duress was you know, on some play passes and some things that that shouldn't happen on when we can account for all the hats in the box. Um, and then the third down protection, we just got to continue uh, to try to strive and, 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 and work our technique, work our fundamentals, and uh, try to give that quarterback enough time because we – um, we feel strongly about our weapons going down the field. I, I think Nick's always going to be progressing in rhythm, finding open guys. Uh, can we give him that extra click to do his job will always be the challenge. Um, and this was really a good, you know, a good learning experience for some guys that have, that, that have maybe flashed in the not so uh, you know, full game-like uh, you know, conditions. And then they were out there tonight. And uh, you got to ask yourself, was it moving too fast for me at times? Um, was I able to handle a consistent drive? We had some longer drives tonight, backed up way too much in our own end, and we're able to drive it. But um, that's what these games are for. And I just told our team, assess where you're at, you feel like you're at right now, and uh, your own personal responsibility of where you're at is going to be what determines your ability to find uh, the formula moving forward to not only improve, but continue to try to find your way on our team. With Ty, I mean, you've talked about wanting to see him a little bit here, but how did he do pass protection wise? I guess. And, yeah. And, you know, it seems like that's a, a big thing you guys wanted to see. Yeah, I, you know, off the top of my head, um, I think uh, there wasn't really anything that uh, jumped out at me. We'll go back and watch the tape and just see exactly, hey, what was the call? What was the communication like? And then we'll be able to get a clear assessment. But I thought for the most part, um, you know, he seemed to really be. 
totally, you know, in the moment. It was not too big for him as it was uh, not too big for him last year as well in the preseason. That's what got us so excited about him and um, would have loved to, you know, you, you get so tempted in these games. Hey, maybe we let Nick and Ty and some of these guys, maybe Jordan, go one more, go one more drive. And you got to stay true to the plan and, and make sure you understand it's uh, about the overall progression and our plan for our team. And a lot of positives tonight didn't win the football game, and we always want to try to do that. Um, just not enough offense in the second half and, and put the defense in some tough spots. Last big question. Special teams was kind of a mix of things with the long kick by Greg for the field goal, but um, you rotated, you kicked shorter on kickoffs. What Did you think you got what you wanted to find out about specials tonight? Yeah, definitely something you want to go back and study. Um, even when they're, you know, we're allowing some of those returns and trying to see our kickoff units, you'd love to get those balls a little bit closer, you know, to inside the five at least. Um, G told me a couple times he didn't hit a couple of them great, um, but I know this is a tough place to kick, heavy air, and he, and he drilled that that field goal, which was big. So uh, overall, you know, didn't love the penalties. I thought there was a lot of, um, and that's normal for the first preseason game. But now, um, you know, can we go back and start to rectify some of those things? The holding calls on some of the kick returns. Um, you know, you're going to be starting at your own ten, you're inside your own ten, and, and having to drive 90 yards is not the formula on the road at Seattle. Um, even in a preseason game. With the, the couple of touchdowns there on the second half, I guess the, the one was kind of a broken play, but on, on the yeah. Andrew Booth one especially, was there something that he needed to do kind of more at the line? Of I just know there? we were in a man call, you know, try, you know maybe sending a five-man rush. Um, so guys are truly, you know, with a, you got safety help in the middle, but you're, you're, uh, you're in one-on-one and um, don't know whether that guy kind of just got a good release off the ball. It looked like they were just running four verticals with kind of a shallow underneath it. Um, but I would have to go back and look at it, uh, whether he was, you know, what his technique was. And then, um, you know, in those man-to-man situations, we're going to see, uh, we want to see those opportunities come up so we can really evaluate where our guys are at from a coverage standpoint. Now, Flo has a thousand tools at his disposal uh, to activate when, you know, September 10th rolls around to, you know, not only apply pressure, as we know, but, you know, to uh, provide some confusion and disguise and things like that. But really, we want to see our, play, our guys play. And uh, as close as you can get in those critical downs, third down there, third and eight in the high red, chance to really, you know, get off the field and, and hold them to three. They get that touchdown and then the broken, t- the, you know, the broken play touchdown when we had a free runner off that right edge. Um, guys made some plays on the football when it was in the air, and, and, and we didn't. And that's going to that's gonna happen sometimes when you're, Trying to get those evals of your guys on the, on the Addison catch on the sidelines. Did you, did you have a good enough view of that to think about I challenging? I did not per- personally, and and uh, you know we're all you know we're all you know working through our reps of the preseason. Um, it was not something that uh, I could see directly, um, and then and then didn't really think that uh, there was enough of an opinion upstairs or from anybody on the sideline. But uh, I you know Ben Lieber let me know that it was a catch. He couldn't wait to tell me that. Um, so uh, in season, you know, I'll, I'll try to uh, make sure I personally get a better look at it and then would always love to get a challenge right there because um, it was a heck of a play. And, and if he, in fact, did get his feet in, that's what he's been doing all training camp. So um, would have been great for his uh, first career catch. Doesn't take away the route or the execution, but uh, I'm sure uh, I would have loved to get a chance to throw that flag right there. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, that's KOC, and uh, here's former Vikings coach and player Pete Bursich. I mean, it got really ratty late, uh, but nevertheless, there were some good things for the Vikings. What would you think? 
No, no question about it. There were some good performances out there. You know, I think guys like Nick Mullins and some of these other some of these other players stepped up. Uh, Josh Metellus, I thought, was in there, did a good job. We got a chance to see Ivan Pace get out there and run around a little bit. Seeing Lewis Seen back on the field, I mean, he was all he was really all over the place. He's got to lower his pads a little bit. He's not used to probably not used to the hitting quite so much yet. But to see him back on the field was was just an absolute great thing. After what he's had to overcome to get back on the field and and. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, uh, it's, I'd call it a good start. Not a great start, but a good start. Greg Joseph hit a field goal from 54 yards. Nick Muse, a second-year tight end from South Carolina, uh, he caught uh, a touchdown from Nick Mullins, and it was only four yards, but it was a really nice throw and catch back right of the end zone. That gave the Vikings a 10-0 lead at that point, but Seattle would go on to a 24-13 victory. Mullins finished 14 of 20, 139 in that touchdown. Then BYU rookie Jaron Hall got some significant run in the second half. He finished 6 of 14 for 37 yards, didn't get a chance to run. I mean, he was under duress and a lot of pressure uh, a majority of his snaps. Yeah, he was, especially late in the game. But, you know, uh, offensively, and this kind of goes to the Alexander Madison thing with his him replacing Dalvin Cook is the explosiveness of this offense, right? This is an explosive offense, and we can't hang all of that on Justin Jefferson. You've got to have other guys step up and be part of it, and I think tonight – that's a little bit of what this offense was lacking. It's just you know not a lot, no big runs. Obviously, you got to take some shot deep, shots deep. You got to loosen up the defense a little bit, and if the protection's not there, that's you know it's very difficult to do. So, um, but yeah, it, it, overall, I, I I think special teams. You, you know, you, you did some good things out there, but you know the muff punt was a big, huge play in the course of the game. Uh, allowed Seattle to get back up on top, and you know those kinds of mistakes you just don't want to have. Now, early in the game with the likes of uh, Dean Lowry and Harrison Phillips and Marcus Davenport and some other uh, players who will make up part of the front seven for the Vikings, well, with them not playing, Kyrus Tonga, Jonathan Bullard, even back to Ross Blacklock and some other players, the interior of the Vikings' defensive line uh, was praiseworthy by the analyst Pete Bursich at certain facets of the first half. What did you see? Um, I think I saw exactly what Harrison Phillips alluded to when he was on a sideline talking with Ben and in that the linebackers in this, in this scheme, in this defense, can flow. And I don't mean left and right. I'm talking about getting north and south, getting downhill. And when they do that, they pull off a lot of those double teams that are happening happening up front with that defensive line so a little bit of a tweak in the scheme so to speak and it's going to free up those guys up front but it's a that's a big concern you know Dalvin Tomlinson was a big loss for this team I think as a defensive tackle so who's going to take his spot who's going to you know who's going to fill in for him uh I think you have a lot of options and a lot of those guys up front played pretty well today I mean Kyrus Tonga is is getting his opportunity I, you know we saw him walk off the field late so hopefully he's going to be okay uh, and be ready for the ne- you know the next game against the Titans, but uh, we need every single one of those bodies up front. And you know I'm looking forward to seeing Daniel Hunter and, and and Marcus Davenport getting out there as well, and those big physical presence on the outside. We had the privilege of uh, watching for a short amount of time uh, two rookie wide receivers who both have a chance to be very good. Uh, first for the Seattle Seahawks, Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, from Ohio State, a first round pick, three catches, 25 yards. Also, Jordan Addison, he started for the Minnesota Vikings without Jefferson and or K.J. Osborne playing. And uh, Addison was targeted three times by Mullins, one catch for 22 yards. 
this is a very talented young man who's very twitchy. And uh, even in a preseason game, they're just the wheels in the mind have to be turning. You know, there's just a lot of thinking. Yeah, there is. And I think for both of these receivers, they're coming into some you know pretty good situations where you look at Jackson Smith and Jigba, you have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf out there. So if you're the number three receiver, you know, you're not going to be drawing a lot of the attention. And the same thing, I think, with Jordan Addison, obviously, uh, with Justin Jefferson. I think the advantage that that Addison has is he's got a, a pretty veteran quarterback and passer, um, you know, in Kirk Cousins. So, you know, Addison can get down the field. He can read coverage as well. Uh, I'd like, you know, like to see the ball get to him a little bit more maybe earlier in the games. I don't know. Um, it just seemed like our passing game just wasn't as explosive and, and as potent as you'd like to see it or that we normally see it. But then again, it is the preseason. This is the first game. So you're not playing with a full playbook. I understand that. Um, you know, but we, you know, that's that's how we are. We've been doing this for a long time. We want to, you know, we you got to walk before you run, but we want to we want to hit the ground running. Hey, also um, one of the key offseason acquisitions by the Minnesota Vikings as we continue the Vikings postgame report from Seattle with Pete Bursich on Paul Allen uh, was uh, Josh Oliver, uh, formerly a tight end with the Baltimore Ravens, came into the game, played a couple of years with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars as a third-round pick from San Jose State University. He's widely considered by many, not just within this team, as one of the, if not the, best run-blocking tight ends in the National Football League. Well, he played this evening and played several series, which uh, could be surprising to some. Why do you think they had a key member of the rushing attack play this evening? No, I, I think they just, out of necessity, you know, needed him out there. You know, our, 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 our second-team offensive line, um, I think, struggled a little bit. They, it seemed like they were unsure a little bit. They weren't as physical as I'd, I'd like to see them be. But the, it's really situational as well, and, and – you know, third and short, fourth down and short when we try to run the football. That was a bit of a thorn in our side last year. And we saw a perfect example of that, you know, late in the game uh, today, I think with Ben Sims was in there and Nick Muse is in there. And Seattle just took all their D linemen and stunning them inside underneath. And, and, they, and they got penetration. That's what Josh Oliver's here for, to make sure that defenses can't do that, especially in the red zone. Like, they can't just – just stunt down that defensive lineman and let him get in the backfield. So the running game, we got outside a little bit. Ty Chandler had a nice run outside on a double team, uh, you know, that Josh Oliver and, and I believe Johnny Munt had. So the t those two guys were, I think, worked really well in the blocking scheme. And, again, when you lose a Dalvin Cook, you've got to find a way to be able to maintain that running game. And Alexander Madison, I think, is going to do a great job. Will be, will, the question is, will he be as explosive as Dalvin Cook? Can he be? But having Josh Oliver at tight end is going to be a big shot in the arm of this running game, no matter, no, no question about it. Now, Peter, uh, in closing, you know better than anybody, man, because you coached and played. But injuries at this time of the year really can foil players, not only when it comes to playing time or making the active 53, but even like the practice squad. And I'm certainly not insinuating that with Speedy, uh, wide receiver Jalen Naylor in his second year. He's going to be on the team, but he wasn't able to play tonight. That opened the door for Nikhil Harry, who just got here within like the last week and change or whatever from the Chicago Bears. He made a very nice catch. And um, and also uh, Kane Wanwu, you know, where Kane Wanwu may be the backup running back to Alexander Madison, 
But Ty Chandler is also right there. Ty had some good moments. Ty also, second year from North Carolina, targeted four times. He caught all four of them for 29 yards. You know, the, these players don't want to be hurt. They want to play, even if it's a preseason game. Hopefully both of them get well soon. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, and for Jalen Naylor, Jalen Naylor, you know, he's out there. Jalen Rager's out there making plays. You got a guy like Blake Prohl who's, who's doing, you know, doing some things. Nikhil Harry, a former first-round draft pick in 2019. You know, and then you also have Brandon Powell, who did some nice things today, too. These guys are all veteran receivers, you know, and that's it's it's one of the most valuable things that a player can have is experience. And it's one of the toughest things to get. And for Jalen Naylor, if you if you don't if you can't stay on the field and he had this problem at Michigan State, I think the nine games was the most that he ever played in a season. So he struggled with staying healthy in college. And if, if that's going to continue here. That's going to be in the back of the minds of all these coaches when it comes down to these final cuts. And uh, we know what Naylor's about. We know he's very explosive. we got to get him on the field. Um, but, again, it's amazing, though, Paul, I'll say this. When when you're on the sidelines and you're injured and the guy that's in, behind you is out there making plays, it's amazing how quickly how quickly that, that, that helps recovery. Right? So I expect Naylor to be back on the field, hopefully, uh, you know, really soon. That's Pete Bursich, and I'm Paul Allen. Thank you very much for watching the game this evening on Fox 9 and or listening to it on FM 100.3 KFAM. We will be back with you for the Vikings and Tennessee Titans preseason game a week from Saturday at U.S. Bank Stadium. It is a 7 o'clock kickoff. Thank you very much for listening to the Vikings postgame report right here at Vikings.com.